Welcome to another episode of the Kiryatsar podcast. This podcast is designed to educate and inspire people to start following their dreams. In episode 18, we have Timothy Chanut. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the video. For those that don't know me, my name is Timothy Chanut. Most people have seen me on TikTok. Uh, that's what I'm known for, I guess. But I actually run a social media marketing agency where we help companies to be on social media and you know optimize their funnels make money through their social media presence and i'm currently sitting at 2.1 million followers and my company has about 12 employees so yeah that's the long story short thanks for having me thank you for coming on the podcast man how did you got started how did you realize that you need to do like start a social media consulting agency should I call it? Sure. Um, well, I saw that it was an opportunity and I felt like naturally people would uh, evolve to be more active on social media and that the online world would take over. So I saw this as an opportunity uh, and I capitalized on it. And then, you know, the nature of things led me to uh, build my agency. This is not what I was doing at first, but uh, slowly but surely, I understood that this was this was where the attentions attention was at, and more so, it was my strength to run a company like this as opposed to other kind of businesses. So it's really a matter of understanding understanding what I'm good at, uh, what the opportunities are, and then just taking action. Mm -hmm. How did you how did you realize that this is what you needed to do? How did you realize that this is the future? And how did you know that you're able to run a company? So I, I always listen to people that know better than me. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, influence, I'm heavily influenced by people like Gary Vee. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually used to listen to Ty Lopez when I was young. I don't anymore, but I always like to find the market leaders uh, or people that live the life that I want to live and people I aspire to listen to their advice and then you know, I think you shouldn't listen to just one person. It's important to listen to both sides and then make your opinion. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but they were all saying, and they were all saying, internet is the future, social media is exploding. And as a Gen Z myself, I could see it uh, in my high school, how everyone was obsessed with their Instagram accounts and how many followers they have and how many likes on every picture. So I was very much born into that era. And I knew that it was still early days in comparison to something way more saturated, such as uh, radio or television and things along those lines. So since I'm Gen Z and I was born into that uh, world, then I was able to understand what's working, uh, what people want to see, things along those lines. And yeah, I think I missed the second part of your question, but I can't recall what it was. Mm -hmm. The second part of my question is that you told me that... Um you wanted to start a business something like that so i so i think it's more so i, I understood what kind of life i wanted to live mm -hmm. uh, i didn't i didn't want to have money problems i wanted to have a sense of freedom uh being able to travel things along those lines and it's more so circling back from this is where i want to be uh long term this is the things that i want to have and then reverse engineering the process made me come made me uh, shift towards entrepreneurship. So it's more so 
I knew what I wanted to have at the end. And then I kind of just circled back and I was like, okay, I need to build a business. Um, and then once I knew that, I was like, okay, what kind of business? And I'm starting, uh, I ask myself these questions and, you know, it's not, it's just things from, again, I'm being influenced from people on the internet. They're like, look, if you want to start a business, you need to know what you're good at. Uh, what are what are your strengths and how can you be like the best at what you do mm -hmm. and I knew that for me it was that understanding of social media I'm a huge action taker and I strategize quite a lot these are like my big strengths and I'm I love leadership uh, so uh, yeah the position I'm in today just reflects uh, my strength and I think that's a huge reason why I've been able to get to where I am in a sense mm -hmm. um what do you think was your biggest difficulty throughout your journey? Um, I think a huge obstacle I had to go I had to go through was just stop stopping stopping caring about what people think what people think. Uh, because especially as I started TikTok, obviously my street cred and things along those lines uh, fell apart. And at first it was, it sucked, right? And everyone was calling me out because I didn't go to uni. Uh, my grades in school weren't as good, etc. cetera. But um, I, yeah, I got through that obstacle and I'm very glad I did because if I, if I did let that stop me, uh, which it somewhat did at some point, I would have never been on TikTok, I would have never built my business. And so I think, yeah, it's very important to, you know, people don't really care. Like you, you overthink how people are going to think of you mm -hmm. when actually people don't care that much. Uh, I read a book. I mean, there are multiple books on this, uh, but I think, yeah, that's one, one of my biggest piece of advice and definitely one of the things I struggled with at first. How did you overcome the fear of um, people judging you and the judgment of people? Um, I, yeah, so I, again, I was listening to a lot of podcasts and Gary Vee is the first guy to say, fuck what people think, do your thing and, uh, you know, you'll, you won't regret it. And I also was getting results doing what I was doing. Like when I was actually taking action and doing my thing mm -hmm. without really thinking of the consequences in terms of my uh friend social group i was seeing results and soon enough i was like okay this is worth more than going to uni for business school or whatsoever people don't realize it just yet because it's not big enough but i understood the potential and i see where i saw where i could go with this uh and so i went all in and yeah eventually like it's either you're all in or, or you're not like it's either you're like fully dedicated to what you do and you're going to make it work no matter what yeah or you kind of just fail uh, and for me i didn't want to go to uni i didn't want to have like the traditional path so i'm like i'm gonna go all in on this and i'm gonna make it work mm -hmm. good for you man i feel like a lot of people a lot of a lot of people demonize the college route I'm not saying you do, I'm just saying in general, a lot of people demonize the, the college route, but for some people, for example, like doctors, accountants, engineers, I feel like oh. you kind of need the college, but for example, in your case, for like content creators or entrepreneurs, for like the sales department, maybe, you don't really need college. So if you like the 95 route, then good for you. But for you, Timothée, Timothée, is a, is a, did I say your name correct? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. 
you didn't need you didn't need college or university so you, you understood like what you're good at and you capitalized on that you were like true to yourself you didn't sacrifice yourself just to fit in with the rest and this is so important and and uh, Gary V helped you along the process yeah I feel like one of the big mistakes I see a lot of my friends and people my age make is they first go to uni and then figure out what they want to do as opposed to first understand this is the career I want this is the job that I want and it's not it's no easy task to know what you want to do in the future mm -hmm. but if you have a clear picture of where you want to go then it's much easier to circle back and make sure you're going in the right direction but you know most people and I agree with you if you do law medicine or whatsoever uni is mm -hmm. is uh, mandatory I mean you have to for the knowledge but most people end up going to a business school or yeah business school yeah. and you know first off it doesn't really teach them anything about like the day-to-day -day business which is pretty funny it's just like, and like theoretical stuff very theoretical it does yeah it's very theoretical and you know i mean i i went to a couple of classes at my friends because my friend does business school and i attended a couple of classes just for fun and it's ridiculous like what they learn it's so it's so like entry level uh, so mm -hmm. uh, I was pretty disappointed, but it's most importantly, I feel like people uh, don't know where they want to go. So they could just go like uh, step by, I mean, they just take uh, like the um, normal route and just say, I'll, I'm going to figure this out later mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as opposed to yeah, knowing where you want to go and then circling back, which in my opinion is a much better uh, route to take. Didn't, didn't your friends see your success and say like, okay, like Timothy is, is doing it, is succeeding without the, the, without the college. Didn't he like be affected by your success and maybe decide to leave college because he felt like he wasn't learning enough or not enjoying the process of it? Um, I think I, I, I'm, I'm French. I live in France. Mm -hmm. And like the mentality here is when people, someone succeeds, you're like, he's cheating or... You know something's wrong or like they they don't really like push you forward or anything oh, no. so like i know that most of not my close friends but like uh you know in high school my high school friends not particularly the close one they all thought when they saw me blowing up on tiktok they thought i bought fake followers uh things along those lines which is insane to me because um you know they don't realize that it's a lot of hard work and i've really like spent time on this and i kind of like deserve it um but uh i think yeah then the people that actually know me they actually know uh like the real success that i mean they know tangibly what i've accomplished uh they realize that it's it, it takes a lot of dedication and some of them are just not ready to go there or you know they don't care about the same values like for me my future and my success is very important uh, most people my age are very focused on partying being uh like popular at school and having girls around mm -hmm. uh, which i understand i was there at some point but for now like me my priorities are different um and yeah of course they all want the same thing but they don't realize what it takes and once they do get into it a little bit they get discouraged after month one or month, month two of doing business so yeah it's overall it's no easy task mm -hmm. but i think i mean at least for me it was all worth it and uh I wouldn't have done it any other way. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. Like a lot of people, for some reason, it's either genetics, either surroundings, or either, or either the mindset. They just don't want to put in the work. They're impatient. They feel like life is easy and they want to make excuses of why they can't do it and why other people do it. They feel like they, they separate people that succeed from their level and they make, ah, oh, they're different. Ah, oh, they have more energy. Ah, oh, they're smarter. Ah, oh, they have this. Uh, they have that all the cheating buying followers whatever they come up with so many excuses just to not feel bad because they're not succeeding you know totally but maybe it comes down to luck because we personally i stumbled upon a video of gary v and it was motivation so i liked that video and then i went into more so i saw like lots of more videos so i started on my self-improvement journey as a content creator i don't know how you got stumbled upon it yeah, it was also like a random YouTube video uh, that kind of triggered my interest. Um, and it all went from there. It, it just something that resonated with me. The words that was coming out of his mouth just re resonated and uh, kept kept watching. And then it kind of just worked on my mind. And I was the only thing I could think about. And back then I was still in school. So, so yeah, but... No, it's a long process. It's, I, I don't think it's made for everyone. I used to think that uh, anyone could do what I do because I'm not particularly smart or I don't consider myself smarter or better than anyone else. But I do realize that for me, it's very easy to get in my zone, uh, spend like 12 hours a day in front of my computer and just being focused uh, and just getting things done because I have that mentality of just like accomplishing stuff and you know, when I finish something, something for me, it's very gratifying. And I know that some other people have character traits where they're very creative, but it's very hard for them to finish a project, for example. Uh, and yeah, some people lack in discipline uh, and thing, things like that. And again, it doesn't put me above. It's just they have other, other advantages that I don't have. Uh, but I think that uh, it's very clear if you know who you are and you know your strength like it for me it was very clear that this was meant uh, for me and and yeah I think it's actually not a position that anyone could take uh, mm. now like after after a couple of years of thinking about it it was uh, yeah I transitioned from anyone can, can do what I do to uh, actually you need certain traits and you need to have discipline and uh you know that like inner motivation of uh keep going because most people i mean we see this on the internet but most people give up after uh a few months so mm -hmm. i have a lot of people that tell me bro give me tips on how to uh grow on tiktok give me tips about that you talk with all these influencers like how do i do this how do i do that and they do one video and they fail I'm like oh bro it's not for me man i'm not good enough yeah i give up yeah, man. Yeah. you just bought followers they're all fake they just yeah. rich kids. I don't know, some bunch of excuses, not exactly like that, but they bring up excuses. But how did you exact how did you figure out that this that this niche is for you? Like, did you just see the opportunity and you just tried out, or you knew like, ah, oh, this is maybe something that I like doing? Uh so it's funny because I don't particularly uh I'm not like passionate about making TikToks uh at all. It's not like, a, you know, I wouldn't, I, I don't do this for fun or whatsoever, but I was very quite early on uh, on the app 
and I grew quite fast. And I think it's, again, because I'm younger than the average, like, entrepreneur. And so I had this, like, fresh look, or I knew how to talk to younger people because there was closer to me than a 30-year-old trying to talk to a 12-year-old is not going to match as well as me talking to them. So uh, I think I was able to capitalize on this platform, and I very soon became, like, the top creator in my niche and that was still like in the early days of tiktok and then tiktok as a platform just blew up uh you know like a year later or whatsoever super mainstream everyone is i mean most people are on tiktok now and so i was like i'm the i'm the biggest at what i do uh there's probably something i can do with this now like how do i make money how do i turn this into like a life-changing thing as opposed to just have followers like how do i build a company around this like uh, how do I, yeah, just uh, like capitalize on this opportunity? Because I think that a lot of influencers, uh, they get to a point where they get followers and everything, but they're not able to like fully uh, take advantage of that situation uh, in the sense of, you know, some people only stay on TikTok and they don't, they don't grow their YouTubes or their Instagrams. They don't sell uh, much or things along those lines, which is really uh, missing an opportunity because they have a lot of eyeballs on them, a lot of attraction, which in today's day and age is worth a lot of money. Uh, so yeah, it was just a bunch of thinking. I was like, how do I uh, capitalize on this? I was early days. I had this huge, uh, um, a huge advantage on any of my competitors. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of brainstorming and uh, managed to uh, to make something happen and here we are mm -hmm. so three things is that i saw an interview now i'm gonna i'm gonna change the situation a bit because i don't remember exactly how it went but it was like bill gates and a tv show and the interviewer asked bill gates how come you became so rich and successful and he took out of his pocket like 100 euros and he and he gave it to her like and he said take it she said no no i cannot take money from you and then he pulled out another 100 euros and he told her, take 200 euros, I'm giving it to you. She said, no, she wouldn't accept the money. And he said, the difference between you and me and why I'm more successful than you is because when I see the opportunity, I grab it and you don't. Mm -hmm. This is what separates us, you know? So the second thing I want to add here is that how are you making sure that you're going to stay, you're going to stay successful as a content creator long term? Uh yeah, so that's that's like adds on to adding on to my point about uh, diversifying. Uh, you know, like I don't rely on TikTok for my living or whatsoever. It, it is obviously like one of the main source of revenue and one of probably one of the biggest reasons why I'm in the position I'm in today. Uh, but you know, if tomorrow I lose my TikTok and my because I'm known I'm known as a content creator on TikTok, but. Uh, if I lose that asset of mine, uh, my life continues. I'm still making approximately the same money. Like I have a business that relies on its own. So, and I knew that this, I, I mean, I've worked on this problem uh, quite early on because I knew that this wasn't going to be forever. And just like any other influencer, uh, you know, they only have like a short lifetime where they're relevant. Uh, and then there are the ones that continue to break through throughout time because they were smart about it. And they are the ones that just die off and nobody ever heard, ever heard about them again. Uh, so that's why, like, for me now, I have an independent business that uh, took advantage of TikTok, but kind of runs on its own. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm also obviously uh, I've grown my Instagram. Uh, we're on YouTube, and and yeah, my, I've also like invested a bunch of my uh, profits into like real estate. Uh, I'm huge into cryptocurrency, so uh, I'm also like quite safe in terms of like my personal finance. Uh, kind of like backing myself up in case something happens. Mm -hmm. So I feel if I understood correctly, you separated your business from you as a creator, if I understood correct. Am yep. I correct? So I feel like yep, this yep. is very important because maybe maybe you want to take a break, maybe you don't want to be in front of the camera, maybe a thousand, thousand things change. We never know mm -hmm. what's going to happen. So I feel this is very important that you did that. And um, so the, the next question that I have is that a lot of people are debating that which platform is the most safest to be in. Some say like TikTok because of the current attention. Some say Instagram because of the uh, lots of different features that they have. The homepage, the shopping, the reels, the IGTV. Some say YouTube, YouTube because of the long form content because like the, you can build, you can show more your personality here, there so you can build a committed fan base. So you can, I don't know, I might be wrong, but maybe you're gonna have increased conversion rate compared to the other platforms because of your because yep. you're building you're building your name what are your thoughts yep. about this? which do you think is the safest platform that sh people should capitalize on so every platform has a different purpose in my opinion and you should put it this way tiktok is top of the funnel it's where you're going to get the big results the big numbers uh and things like that but on TikTok, people watch 15 second videos. Now, if you're going to sell a product at $100, who is likely to uh, buy them? Who is more likely to buy the product? Someone that has just watched a 15 second video or someone that has watched a one hour video on YouTube? Obviously, it's the one hour because they're more engaged. If they watch the whole way through, uh, they dedicated a lot more of their time. And so they have more engagement and therefore they're more likely to buy the product. Mm. so that's something to take in consideration but tiktok is going to give you uh, higher uh, results you're going to grow way faster you know for example if you start from scratch you post a video on youtube you post a video on instagram and you post a video on tiktok you'll get zero views on on youtube because there's not really any organic reach 50 views on instagram let's just assume yeah you'll get yeah. at least 500 views on tiktok just because of the nature of how tiktok works so the organic reach and if you're really trying to build your first audience the organic reach uh is on tiktok and i recommend this is where you want to go if you want to build yourself an audience once you have an audience it's actually way fat way easier to uh you know create audiences on other platforms because you can leverage that first asset of yours uh, so now that you have tiktok you can transition some people to uh, YouTube, where you make longer piece of content, and then it's easier to monetize. Um, but you're right in the sense that, uh, you know, Instagram has more features, for example, the organic reach is not amazing. But usually the first thing that you do when you meet someone or where you want to check that credibility is like, let me check his Instagram, is he verified? How many followers does he have? It's kind of like a status check. Like if you're big on Instagram, you're like uh, an important person or whatsoever, which sounds dumb, but uh, it's the truth of like how people live right now. Uh, so for me, TikTok is like top of the funnel. This will bring you the views. 
uh, Instagram is like the storefront uh, where if you need to show who you are, like here is my Instagram. And YouTube is where the money's at. And YouTube is like your real audience, like the real people that care about you and that are ready to like dedicate their time and their money to you, they're going to be on YouTube. Mm. So it's kind of like three different audiences and three different purposes. My recommendation is first build an audience and then you'll see once you have that, everything is a lot easier. Mm -hmm. I agree with that because there's a lot of people that they're trying to grow on Instagram and they're finding ways, tips and tricks just to grow on Instagram, although they could start on TikTok and then repost their videos. And then if they're successful on TikTok, it will, they will grow much faster without doing anything on Instagram than they would do those engagement by comments those hashtag strategies, some carousels, okay, of course that works, but it's not as efficient and as effective, I believe so, rather than to, rather than to try to grow on TikTok first and then try to take your audience and bring them from TikTok to Instagram, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. So I took a look at, <laughs> take a look at your channel and I've seen that you have a pretty high engagement rate. Do you on TikTok? Yes. Do you resonate? Is there like something that you do differently from other people? Because I've seen channels with lots of millions of followers and they got videos that blow up, but like they have other videos that don't blow up and they don't have high engagement. Although you have some videos that don't blow up in your like in your level, you still have pretty good in engagement, you know? So how do you make sure that your engagement is pretty high. So it's a, it's not like a, a one sort of answer. It's not so black and white. Uh, what's very important is to understand what content is working for you. Uh, for me, it's very clear that I have like my winning formula. Like all my videos are pretty much the same. I do the same thing on every of them, but and, you know, it's repetitive, but it works. And the reason that I'm doing again, again and again, it's because it gets me results. And that's all I care about. Um, so, again, it, it's not easy to get to that point. And for me, like, I really found my thing. Like, I don't need to innovate or whatsoever. I just repeat, 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 repeat. And it, it I mean, for now, it keeps on working. Eventually, with time, it's likely going to fade out. But that's when you also need to like analyze and see, okay, this is not working just as much. Like, what can I do? What in the video is different? Or like, how do the people interact these days? And so you kind of have to always be on this learning curve and uh, adapt to the situation. Um, but yeah, initially to, to get to that point, it's a lot of testing. And I remember when my first video uh, when I started TikTok, I was just making random videos. Like, I was like, okay, I know how to play poker. I know how to play chess. Let me make like stupid videos, like stupid and little entertaining videos about poker and chess. Or like I would play the guitar and stuff like that. Didn't really work until I was like, because I was already owning like an online business. So I was like, here are seven things you didn't know you could do on your MacBook. Again, like for me, it came off really uh, easily because I was already like doing a lot of things online. Uh, and that video got like 700,000 views. I was like, wow, first breakthrough. Uh, and so then when you do have this breakthrough at first, so at first it's, it's a lot of testing and I would recommend to focus on 
what you know and things you're passionate about. And once you find a breakthrough, breakthrough uh, understand why it went viral and kind of continue that route. Uh, so for me, I was like, okay, people like online tricks. Let me continue to do that. Uh, and then I was like, you know, underrated websites. I was like, here is my favorite app or here is a website for when you're bored. Uh, here's how I used to do videos on like how to make money online and things like that. Um, I don't really do this anymore because I don't like the ethics of it. But uh, once you get you, once you find something that kind of breaks through and is an icebreaker in your uh, in your momentum on social media, try to replicate that success. Really try to understand fundamentally what made it go viral, and you know optimize and refine your formula with time and. Yeah, you'll get to a point where all you have to do is just like repeat, <laughs> which is where I'm at right now. Um, so yeah, like for me, it, it's like, and I can talk, if you want, I can talk to you about like what makes my video successful. Uh, but for example, I know that on TikTok, as a rule of thumb, the shorts are the better. So if your video is under 10 seconds, it's likely going to do better than if it's like 30 seconds ish. Because people, they don't have attention span. And, you know, if you're not like 100% entertaining all the time, they're going to like scroll through and, you know, go to the next video. So keep it as short as possible and make it like entertaining. If you're boring at any part, like, and that even goes into like what you say in the video, even if you have to say something, uh, like you have to find ways to like make it fun, make it interactive and like for people to like keep watching um so for me there's a lot of like little movement it's kind of subtle but i do movement with my camera i play with my tone of voice um and and yeah like i also my video always has ups and downs so there are moments where it goes really fast and then it slows down really fast i alternate between showing my face the computer my face the computer um and overall i try to keep it under 20 seconds that that's a formula that has worked really well for me i always tend to try to have high energy on the videos to uh talk fast do like hand gestures and hand movements just to like um yeah make the more make the video more enjoyable to watch and i think these are tips that everyone can uh take take away uh, at home but yeah then you just have to adapt to your niche and do a lot of research on your competitors, see what's working for them. Uh, and yeah, do like understand what's working in the in your industry and you kind of mix all of that around, create your own signature move. And uh, that's pretty much it. Does that make sense or am I losing you? No, no, it, it makes sense a lot. It makes, it makes really good sense. You, you spoke a lot of valuable insights there. I feel like the audience will gain a lot of a lot from this I even myself I, I gained a lot but however on the flip side what what is the average the optimal video duration that you find works for you yeah so for me we're talking yeah 20 seconds F between 10 and 20 if, if if I'm in that I'm like okay that's good if it's above uh, it's not too good I have to like reduce it Mm -hmm. Do you, are your viewers coming back to see your content or is most of your content from the for you page no it's definitely the 
Well, it's definitely the For You page because my engagement is high because I appear in the For You page. Uh, it, that's like the main thing. The way TikTok works is they show your video to like 500 people approximately at first when you post. Uh, depending on how they interact with that video, if they engage, if they watch until the end, if they rewatch, comment, share, and so on, TikTok either decides I'm going to push this video to more people or I'm going to drown it because it's not good content. So you really have to make sure that your video is good so that the first people that view it, they double click, they comment something. Mm -hmm. And as that gets going, then TikTok pushes it to more and more people. And very quickly, I'm based in France. Uh, so uh, also TikTok shows your content to your lo local audience, which is a struggle for me because obviously I make content in English and people here speak French. Uh, I think they understand decent enough English to understand my videos, but uh, you know they first show my, uh, my videos to French people. They seem to like it. And so very quickly, uh, it goes to the United States. It goes to the UK. Uh, it also goes quite a lot in Asia. And uh, so you'll see like in my uh, demographics, when I look at my numbers, uh, it all comes from the For You page. And, you know, the countries that I reach mainly are the US, the UK and uh, like the Philippines. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's that as aspect to take into, into consideration. And yeah, as a rule of thumb, I think you really need to be constant, constantly analyzing what's working or why is it working? And uh, if it's not working, then look at your competitors, uh, see why it's working for them and try to adapt accordingly. Mm -hmm. Have you ever considered of, of inserting a SIM card on a different phone from, from, for example, from the US in order to attract people from the US? Because mm -hmm. I, I was gain, I was, had, a, had a separate SIM card and I was gaining followers from mostly Cyprus and then Romania, Greece, and Asia, and the most most of them don't really understand um, English. Mm -hmm. So I got a second phone and I put a US SIM card in it in order to attract people from the US, the UK, Australia, and from other countries. Have you considered of doing this? Yeah, so a, a lot of the uh, clients that I have, we do TikTok for them, and they are mostly based in the US or the UK, Australia. And I'm not necessarily uh, over there, or my team is not necessarily from these countries. Uh, but yet we have to target those demographics. So yeah, what we do is I buy them a, an iPhone. Uh, I bought like 12 iPhones for my team right now. They We put a SIM card in. Actually, no, we don't put... I, 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 don't, I don't remember. It was a while ago. Uh, we either put a SIM card or don't put a SIM card. But either way, yeah, then we open a VPN uh targeting that country and yeah it works so okay so you put so, okay you're not sure but i don't think i don't think we have a sim card actually i think that's the reason why it's working is because there is no sim card so you don't put any sim card you put it on flight mode and you enable a vpn yeah and are you do you remember what vpn you're using exactly uh we have nord vpn but i don't know if that's uh i think any vpn okay because like I think I'm having some problem with the, with my uh, US SIM card. It's not activated, but I feel like I should start trying with um, with a VPN also. If you're finding any success with it. Yeah, yeah. So a VPN because if you connect to Wi-Fi, then TikTok knows immediately. 
because uh, Wi-Fi shows your IP, uh, your, I your IP address, and if they know your IP, they know where you're located. A VPN changes your IP address to the selected country. Oh. So you, when you have a VPN, uh, your Wi-Fi router, if TikTok is looking at you, they're going to see, oh, this IP address is coming from the US. So that's how a VPN works, and that's the reason we use it. But the thing I think the problem is they TikTok looks at your IP address, but also like your SIM card or something. Like if they have two sources, and so a VPN fixes the IP uh, problem, but then the um, SIM card for some reason it's not one. For some reason, like they they're able to like track your SIM card. Uh, so that's why I think we bought iPhones or any phone. Uh, didn't put a SIM card and used a VPN and that worked and they can connect to Wi-Fi and things yeah. like that. So you think that the US SIM card will have a problem with connecting it to a VPN? So you have a US SIM card in Cyprus. Yeah. I, In, in all honesty, I, I don't know. Uh, but I know that, mm -hmm. yeah. But don't you have a problem with with a VPN? Because uh, when I tried, when I tried it one and a half year year ago trying with a VPN, it doesn't stay activated 24 seven. Did you, is it, yeah. Do you have yeah, so phone that's phone? why, that's why for me, we bought um, new, new phones because I was like, look, you're, you're going to use this phone just for TikToks. Like it's working, it's work phones. Like I don't allow them to have any other app or do anything else on these phones uh, so that the, that VPN is always activated. They don't do anything else and they don't like stop the VPN at any time so that, you know, maybe someone can trace back where they're actually from. Um, so it's a, just like a phone just for TikTok with a VPN 24-7. Uh, NordVPN, you can have it 24-7 without stopping. Um, okay. Yeah. For someone starting out just to, that, that wants to become a content creator, what are some advice that you would give them? Uh, consistency is the most important thing you have to, especially in the early stage, you have to be posting on a daily basis. Uh, it sounds intimidating, but if you plan ahead and have a strategy in place and especially if you make TikToks, like we're talking 10 minutes a day, it's not that, uh, it's not like a YouTube video, which takes you half a day. It's literally 10 minutes. Um, forget what people think i think that's like one of the most important thing uh, at first and it's one of the hardest obstacles to go through um but tr like it's really worth it at the end of the day and you'll see that people uh, we said we talked about this on the, at the beginning of the podcast but everyone overthinks what people think of them like actually the like people don't actually care that much like they see you they might make they might make a little fun of you but that's it. Like, you know, your life doesn't change that much or, or, or whatsoever. And they don't like that. Gonna forget it in like two weeks or so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, forget what people think. Uh, stay consistent. Don't you ever give up uh, for real. And, and yeah, a bit of uh, planning and you'll see it doesn't take that long and it's all worth it. So, mm -hmm. I feel like with the thing with the don't ever give up, I feel like, first of all, you need to understand if you actually can become good at it. For example, if you want to become an Olympic Olympic athlete, I feel like you need to have some sort of talent in it. And I feel like the same with that you said before, you need to have a little bit of personality traits that match with you being a content creator. 
like the, maybe the creativity part i'm not quite sure i'm not very sure what kind of character characteristics you need to become a content creator but sure. don't get into the i feel like some people get into the space without having any characteristics traits like let's categorize it as, as talent and they expect to become the top of the world they expect to become like pewdiepie or mr beast yeah, it needs talent. It needs hard work. It needs a lot of determination. For example, a lot of people are looking up to Mr. Beast. Yes, maybe Mr. Beast is not that talented, but he's obsessed with YouTube. All Very. he talks about is YouTube. So, are you sure you want to put that much effort into it? So, you know, to have like 70 million followers and become the first, I don't know, YouTuber, billionaire, whatever he's gonna become. So, you need to keep that in mind, you know. And as for the people, I don't know if you agree with me. As for the people that they're trying to bring you down. It would only affect you as much as you give it attention. The more they are, the more attention you give it, the more you'll be affected. And on top of that, what's your alternative? Like, you cannot do anything. Like, are you you either gonna listen to them and stop chasing your dreams, or you're gonna chase your dreams and stop listening to them? Like, it's yeah. you're not gonna chase your dreams, and when you come to the end of your, of your life, you're gonna have regret and you're gonna feel sad working in a job nine to five for the rest of your life. That you don't enjoy. I'm just giving an example of the 9 to 5 job. I'm not saying it's wrong, but you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. How much time do you have, man? Uh, what's that? How much time do you have? Uh, I, I was actually going to tell you I have to get going. Yeah. Uh, I have a call in like 10 minutes exactly. Okay. Uh, and I have a, like. Thank you for uh, coming on, man. Thank you for everything. Thank you for coming on. I hope uh, the audience gained a lot from this. I wish you the best with your company and your content creation. If there's anything I can help, I would uh, love to help. I always love helping people. And uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. And uh, likewise, uh, if you need anything, send me an email and let's keep in touch. Thank you, man. Take care. Have a nice, have a nice day. Bye-bye. Cool. Yeah, likewise. Have a good one. Bye.